Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Mastercast, the official podcast of Games Master Magazine. Matt's pointing wildly. I'm Matt's, doing the Wild West. I feel like I, I wanted to inject a bit of energy into the intro, but I feel like I might have made Matt too excited. Oh, I should have overexcited. Like four cups of coffee before this. Um, he might need to uh, have a little nap before we uh, continue. I'll probably fall asleep by the time you finish this intro. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a comment on my long and boring intro or not. But, oh, I'm tired. Um, uh, my name is Robin Valentine. I'm the production editor on the magazine. You've already heard from my two co-hosts. Uh, co-hosts? Co- is that a good thing? Or? I'd rather be a cohort. Okay. Well, cohort, Ben Griffin, senior staff writer on the magazine. Senior cohort, uh, yeah, senior staff writer, Ben Griffin. I at w- Game Griffin. I would like to be, uh, dubbed Master and Commander of the ship GM. Matthew and Commander. Um, it's, yes. It's the, uh, it's the deck swabbing cabin boy, <laughs> Matt Gilman, editor of oh, Games Master magazine. Lord of the Hello, Pooter. everyone. Ben, you've already yes. got your phone out ready. I've heard that you want to talk to us about Pokemon. And maybe even challenge me and Matt to a little little game. I think we should. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So Pokemon Sun and Moon on the 3DS. They've got lots of new Pokemon in that game, and they're funny and they're 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 well designed. And I'm going to ask you to (laughs) name the Pokemon that I've got displayed on my phone. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the names of them. You have to work the names out for yourself. Right. And then I'll. Uh, let you know the names and bios just, afterwards. Just to be explicit here, like I play a bit of Pokemon. You haven't played for a while. I, last time I played Pokemon was Pokemon Yellow. So, cool. but like neither of us have uh, done any, any kind of specific Sun and Moon research. I know that the the exec, execute is now a palm tree. This is the limit of my okay. knowledge. Cool. Uh, right. Okay. I, I've seen a couple <laughs> of bits of art, but I haven't. It's in, the, it's in the names of anything yet, so this is all oh. fresh. You're about to be banned. Name that Pokemon! Okay, let's go. Here is Pokemon 1. Matt's looking at my phone okay, while I'm I cover seeing, the name of it. I'm seeing a lunchbox with teeth, so so I'm going to call him... Oh, da, 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 man, he's got tusks dun, as well. Tusk. Can I have a little look? This is really hard. Yeah, Robin, you have a look. Oh yeah, I've seen this one before. I don't know what his name is, but he's. He looks like he looks. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like a bag of sliced bread with with like a with some sort of stationery affixed to his to to the front as a crude face. He looks like a child has had to do a sort of art project and has forgotten about it until the night before, and then has sort of just grabbed household items and slapped them together. I'm not a fan of this Pokemon. So what are you going to call it? Uh, I'm going to call... I, I'm guessing he's supposed to be some sort of caterpillar, but maybe a mechanical caterpillar? So I'm going to say... Oh, you're not going to go with the half-finished school child's uh, community? What, what is? What I don't think that would be a Pokemon. I, I'm going to say he's supposed to be a mechanical caterpillar, and he's called a mechapillar. And oh, he, that's nice. And he, that sounds like it would actually be a legitimate And Pokemon. he sort of turns into a... Uh, uh, he goes to a junkyard and he affixes all the junk to himself to form a caco- cocoon, and then he he emerges as a as a beautiful laser spewing butterfly. Wow, that's what I'm going to say. I'm just going to say fly. his name's Lunchbox, uh, and <laughs> uh, and he has lunch. Well, you're inside. both <laughs> you're both incredibly wrong. Okay, this is Chargerbug. Chargerbug. Chargerbug, and he's like a little battery insect, and he charges up um, other Pokemon. Specifically, his next evolution, which is Vicar, well, it's a cocoon, um, but the, the ultimate evolution, his three-step evolution, is Vicarvolt, and, it, and it's a, like a little fly, and Vicarvolt holds Chargerbug in its little insect talons, right. and it gets buffed up by its electric, electrical current. Uh, so Chargerbug is basically a little battery. Hmm. So it's not a lunchbox or a, or a loaf of bread. Well, I think... I hate this Pokemon. One out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's got a little... Little, little cheeky, charm. cheeky t- tusks. His mouth is sideways, <laughs> and he's got tusks. Um, next Pokemon. Okay, I'm showing them both a Pokemon that looks like. Well, oh, Matt, no. you describe him. So no, I have seen this one. Do you know his name though? Uh, no, he he's like. Uh, I think I know. I do know a bit more about this one. So this one is like based on. Well, it's supposed to be based on like. Is it like? Detective, uh, like detectives from like the nineteen eighties. Like oh, Japanese I know about. Yeah. I know whatever. a bit about this one. I can't but remember. But then his name, he but... ends up just looking like Donald Trump. He's got Trump hairdo. Uh, Here you go, Robin. Yeah, it's a sort of ferret that looks like Donald Trump, which is which is really to me the, uh, the ultimate nightmare, isn't it? It's a sort I mean, of... you've already scored Charger Bug or whatever his name was one out of ten. 
I would score this, even though I also hate this Pokemon, I would score it slightly higher. <laughs> okay. Because, um, because as Matt says, it, it looks a bit like a, de- like a sort of private detective as well. Right. Um, and he, his fur sort of forms like a, like a, uh, Your trench coat. like a trench coat, like a, yeah. it's, it's a very he's, he's strange got like look. A collar. Um, and do you know, what? I think his hair is actually meant to be a, a flat cap rather than, rather than hair. Like, it's meant to look like a flat cap rather than Donald Trump's hair. Right. I mean, I assume it isn't a deliberate satire of Donald <laughs> Trump, but if it is, it's very timely. Um, We've said Donald Trump far too many times in this podcast already. <laughs> <laughs> what um, would you call him? I'd call him... Ah, oh, I'm trying to think some kind of, like, detective. So he's like a weasel and a detective. Yeah. Weasel detective. Dick, Dick weasel. <laughs> Dick, no. <laughs> Dick weasel. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, I've just remembered his actual name. It's, oh. Is it Gumshoes? It's Gumshoes, yeah. Oh, which was the it. term I, given I li- to detectives. I like my name better. Because they kept treading on gum. That's um, untrue, but... Now, here's the next Pokemon. <laughs> Do you remember the, na- the game through. Gumshoe? Just to throw that out there. No, no, no I no. remember the Glover, which is... I do own a role-playing game. game called Gumshoe. Let's have a look then. Okay, it's, okay, it's a little dragony thing. It's like a... Uh, uh, it's like if My Little Pony started making... Chinese dragons that you see at festivals, you know, those like big floaty oh, yeah. dragons okay. that people dance around in. Uh but covered in bubblegum and uh, <laughs> instead of hair. And with with the with uh, the hairdo of Slade's lead guitarist. I it's it, it's, <laughs> it's got a it's got a quite a haunting, like glazed over look in its in its eyes. It's like pink got eyes. dead dead pink eyes that are just No pupils. Uh, and it's got a little I'll like bulbous like Ball oh wow! I do not. I also do not like this Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> it looks like um, the dragon from the Neverending Story, but like Falco. It looks like if Falco like dropped out of university and like, <laughs> and all his hair fell out, and like became a a, yeah, a, a low level drug dealer or something. <laughs> He's like, he really seems like he would not be fun to talk to at a party. Um, no, yeah. I'm gonna say he's called uh, Snorful, Snorful, and he floats around at about. Eye level, just sort of gently bumping into people's faces. That's what I'm vaping on oh. e-cigs. How big do you think? <laughs> yeah, he's like... the vape Pokemon. That's absolutely what Vapemon. Vapemon. <laughs> there you go. So Matt's gone with Vapemon. Yeah. Robin's gone with Schnorfel. Schnorfel. He's actually called Drampa, and Drampa. according to his bio, he um, really likes kids. <laughs> <laughs> he likes them so much that so when he sees a hurt child, he will get enraged and he can knock down buildings. How so big... when he sees a hurt child, he knocks over a building. Yeah. How... That seems like that would create more hurt children. <laughs> no, no. He hasn't how, really fought it through. How big is Drampa? Do we know, like, the, like, is that to scale? Well, we haven't, we haven't got a <laughs> reference here. It's a tiny little... He's as big as my palm. What is this, a Pokemon for ants? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's this tiny little worm Pokemon, like, smashing down a building. It'd take him quite a while. That's how angry he is. <laughs> So don't don't smack your kids around Trumper. Uh Here's the <laughs> the penultimate one. Okay, um, this looks like a f- well, it's a fly, but with the face of <laughs> it's a fly with a face. I don't know. It's got a little beak. I know. It's, it looks like I don't even know what that is. What color is it? Well, it's yellow. It's a hairy bum fly. Uh, Matt's gone with Harry Bumfly. With, with, uh... I quite like this Pokemon. What? Oh. It's like okay. uh it's like um uh it's like a moth, but it's like if a moth was a character in one of those really old black and white Disney cartoons. <laughs> oh, you mean like Steamboat Willie? Yeah, like Steamboat if, if Steamboat Willie had a moth in it, I feel like it would be this moth. Um it's got big black eyes. I like it. I like this moth. What are you uh, gonna go with? It is like a sort of uh like a sock with um sort of Sort of string hanging down his legs, with with wings. I'm going to say it's called a um, a, a floff. Floff. And the, it so loves it loves the moon so much that it often dives into lakes that are reflecting it and has a swim. Okay. <laughs> okay. Should... Well, that was specific. Um, it's actually called Cutie Fly. Oh, that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? I, don't like that. I think it's one for girls, really. Um, <laughs> and its bio is, I didn't actually have a look at this. Oh, right. <laughs> so you don't know its bio? I don't know its Let's bio. Let's just say Robin's bio is the bio. Yeah, I quite like that. Okay, this one's really interesting. This is probably my favourite one. Let me just zoom in with my sweaty hands. Okay, here I'm we go. It now. Okay, no, I ha- this is one I have seen as well. 
and I know the name of this one. Oh. I don't know if Robin does. Describe it. Oh, I have seen this, but I, uh, uh, um, uh, I, I don't know its name. It, basically, this is a, um, oh no, I do know its name. No, no, the, uh, oh. so this is a Pokemon that's like a, uh, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it, it, it's like, it's wearing a big sack. It's like a, a little ball Pokemon that is then wearing, like it's made a Pikachu costume out of a bedsheet and is wearing on top of itself. And the, the Pikachu head is kind of resting on top of its, of its body. It's, it's sideways. It's a very weird idea, but I do actually kind of like this Pokemon because I like the idea of like, so the, uh, so it's called Mimic You? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. called, yeah, Mimic You. Yeah. And it's supposed to be that it, uh, it's seen how much everyone loves Pikachu and how much like Pikachu merchandise and stuff there is. And it wants people to like it. So it dresses like Pikachu. Well, which it's I think working because you just said you liked it. Yeah, I do like it. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's cast a spell over you. I think it's a nice idea. And I like the idea that they've kind of gone a bit meta with it that like, that like, Pikachu is popular in universe as well as in the real world. Yeah. I mean, it does look quite freakish. It's, it's yeah, c- cutely that, that freakish. Is like you can imagine it just like turning around of its own accord. Well, have you like seen when it attacks? No. Yeah, it's it's so, got a move called disguise, and and every time you use it, it, it dresses as a new Pokemon. So it will t- apparently, well, that, that apparently it does that. I haven't seen any new Pokemon that it works, but wouldn't it be crazy if it took off that costume? A more like the costume of a, of a whale lord, or like a milk tank, Mr. Mime, or a, or a Mr. Mime. That would yeah. be the like oh, peak, be, yeah. peak peak freak. <laughs> but when, when it freak. when it attacks, this like it, it's like it has these huge, long, spindly black arms with these really long claws at the end that come out and like swipe at things. What, like, what they like emerge out from under the costume, oh. and like it, it's quite scary. A bit like sarcophagus. I think that's the name of it. It was like a possessed. Hey, yeah. Uh, Sarcophagus. Uh, that was from X and Y, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. But yeah, so that's a ghost type Pokemon. Okay, what? One more. Okay. This one is for Matt. Okay, so no, I haven't seen this one. This is this is. I'm looking at you know those like uh, rings of flowers that you wear at like hula parties or like a lei. lei. Is it called a lei? Yeah. It's one of those, but with a face and little hands. <laughs> little hands and a face. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say this is my least favourite genre of Pokemon, which is inanimate object with a face. I think, yeah, yeah someone just got back from Hawaii, uh, like rocked up at the Game Freak office uh, straight off the plane, and there was one of the like designers was just like he'd done a lamp Pokemon, he'd done a bin Pokemon. Yeah, looks over and sees his keys. colleague and goes like, ah, Laymon. And I just saw today. Lame, more like lame mon. Lame. I just mon. saw today that there are that there is a, a new Pokemon which is just a sandcastle, and then it evolves into a bigger sandcastle. <laughs> right. Like I think that is lazy. I think Pokemon. <laughs> I, well, and I think Pokemon should be animals, right? They should be like. Well, like, I mean, in like the, natural creatures. In the original, like Gen One lineup, were there any like inanimate objects oh, as Pokemon? Ben, resident Pokemon expert. Well, I can't recall that. Without well, it, it was in like front Magnemite and stuff, but they but, were kind of. But they were like creatures. They were like creatures made of metal. There, there was like Muck, which is just a big purple muck. splodge. Not necessarily in Gen One, but they've always they've always been rubbish Pokemon in each generation. <laughs> this is such rubbish as Pokemon, as, the, in, as in gar- garbage. Garbage. <laughs> yeah, li- literally garbage. <laughs> there is one that is like just a trash bag, which mm. I think is like a real low point for Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon yeah. Just, I imagine if you're the trainer, who's like Garbador. I mean, like your starter is. It's yeah. just a garbage bag. Yeah, yeah, I mean, imagine like the... What does like, that do for your you, self-esteem? You, you rock up to like your, your local professor's uh, Pokemon uh, Emporium Lab or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, okay, you, you can have you can have Charmander, you can have uh, Squirtle, you can have Garbodor. Scum. <laughs> and then you pick up and haul it over your shoulder and just carry him out. It's like the kids. Stinky. Everyone leaves, and they're all just like running into the tall grass to catch their first weedle or whatever. And you're just like stood outside the lab, just like this garbador, like humping your leg. Like, yeah. oh, Looking at it, not even quite convinced that it is what, a Pokemon. It what, might just be a bag of garbage. <laughs> what does? Yeah, it actually is. He's just like gaffer taped to like googly eyes. To the it. professor couldn't afford to give everyone Pokemon, yeah. but he didn't want you to feel bad. Um. Okay. So we're gonna name. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we've got a name. Oh, Lay- Lay- Laymon. Uh, I'm gonna, they don't follow that naming convention. Well, lay, lame, 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 uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> Ooh, almost. I'm gonna say Layla. That's they're both good, but it's called Comfy. What? And I'll tell you the little thing about this Pokemon. Go on. It um, roams around the countryside picking flowers, and then it will heal the flowers and imbue them with healing power, 
and drop them off at hospitals to help uh, people. <laughs> wow, that's actually quite nice. I like that. Yeah. I, I like um, the the fact that each each of these Pokemon, they all have, uh, like, not only core bios, but they the moves carry across to, to battles. Like, if you want a healer in your group, you want to pick Comfy, because it, it, most of its moves are healing-based. Right. If you want to, for instance, if you want to use a Pokemon that's more like a tank that... Uh, like receives damage and then uses it to to increase its its rage and increase its power uh, after a few turns. And Drampa's the way to go. As long as you got some kids on hand, you, you give them the sight of a crying kid, and uh, that will boost them up. I'm not sure if that's actually an item you can use in Pokemon. But don't make sure you don't do it around any buildings. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, so there we go. That's my Pokemon corner. You all did really badly, and you got none right. Well. Uh, well, the same could be said of the Pokemon company. Wow. Uh, no, I, I, no I, I do like some of the new designs, and I like the new uh, uh, executor that I've seen. And um, but I, I do think there's I mean, there's always some lazy ones, but I think there are some lazy ones. That's I like that's whole, another thing. I like the whole like motif, this whole like theme of like Hawaiian like summer. Yeah, Hawaiian. that's well, a nice well, Pokemon yeah, have great. have like a lot of Pokemon have new forms because they're in Hawaii, which mm. has never been done before. Like I like that idea. Hawaii-based forms. So, for instance, Marowak, which is a first-generation Pokemon, uh, and Cubone, they're, they're like a kind of uh, t- uh, reptile that stands in its high lengths yeah. with its its the skull of its mother on its head. The Alolan form of that it, it carries uh, rather than a bone, it carries like a flaming club, which is a bit like a tiki tiki dancer. The Alolan forms of Grimer and Muck, uh, which were like purple blobs, they're made out of sand here. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Uh, Torkoal, which is like a fire tortoise, is m- more like a turtle with flippers, um, and it takes that it, it actually changes its type here. It becomes a water type. Mm. Cool. Jinx is like a Hawaiian dancer with little flowers in her hair and like um. I wish Jinx would go away skirt. forever and never come back. <laughs> oh, she's lovely here. She's got red skin here. Can you show me the picture of Jinx? Have oh they yeah, improved sure. her design at all. She's almost like a like Have a skin swap. Yeah, it's not quite as bad. It's it's not. Okay. She still looks surprised. I prefer it, but I still don't like her. She's doing duck face. But yeah, they they change some of the some of the colors and and the types. So. I like um, Sandshrew has good. become he's like an ice type now and he's kind of like he looks like a like a living igloo. Oh, I like which yeah, I really actually. like. I because he's kind of always had that like um, he's got kind of that brick it's effect like on armadillo his armadillo flavored. And they've kind of they've back. made now that that's ice it looks like he looks like an igloo and they've given him kind of an like an igloo. He looks like a motorcycle helmet or something mm. for a head. I, um, and that, I, that, I really like him. That, that hints at um it it wouldn't like the the Hawaiian island isn't just sand and sun. Mm. There's going to be some Wintry areas as well, yeah. which I think that well, would I mean, be cool. This, this game's coming out in December. October. It's December, is it? Mm. Not October. Probably October. I think it's, the, I think it's October. <laughs> I think it's it's towards the end of October. I think it's like twenty something or something. Anyway, anyway well, uh, it's coming out like on the, the on the cusp of like when the weather starts getting rubbish. Yeah, uh, you know, and you'll be like inside with your little three DS, like lovely sunny, yes, tropical holiday destination. Spend some time there. Not. Looking out the window where it's all miserable and horrible. I like those like summery games coming out like near winter. Hmm. It's nice. And I like the wintry games coming out in the summer. Yeah. So you can play cool steep, off. Steep next summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of cautiously looking forward to Sun and Moon. It's been a while since I've been into Pokemon, but this does seem like a fun new setting. But uh, I'll tell you one game that I have been really into. Tell you one game that's not fun. No, disagree. Well, for me, wait, what is this? Is this going to happen? Are you going to disagree? I I had a bad experience with this wait, game, wait, wait, Robin. Which, which is it? The game first. The game we're talking about, which is reviewed in our issue that's on shelves now, which is uh, three hundred seven, um, our, our Zelda issue. I took this one on to review because uh, I love playing cooking games with my girlfriend. Um, we played Cooks Have Delicious together, and now we play Overcooked together. Right. And Overcooked um, is a uh, it, it's it's a really good co-op kind of party game. Um, but you can kind of also play it very strategically and kind of very, like, seriously if you want to. And it's, uh, you, you play little chefs. You're kind of little, like, squat, adorable chefs. Almost like chef Pokemon, I would say. Um, and, uh, and you have to sort of bumble around the kitchen. And together, you have to prepare all the ingredients and cook the food and deliver the food to a time limit. But, it, like, the cooking itself is very, very simple. It's like, chop three onions, put them in the pot cook them, that's soup, serve it, that's it. So so all of the the sort of the gameplay comes out of like organizing and like strategizing and, and mm. um uh, and and it just it immediately descends into 
this chaos of just like, bring me an onion! Where are the onions? That soup's burning! It's gonna catch on fire! What are you doing? Why have you put tomatoes in that onion soup? And like, it's like, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I describe it as a, a Gordon Ramsay simulator because it's just about like yelling at your friends for every like cooking mistake. But, um. It's, it's amplified as well by the insane levels. Like, it starts out in a kitchen, then you've got like a ship that's rocking back and forth and, and you can't access parts of the kitchen while other parts are being cut off by the rocking. And you've got like a, two speeding trucks and you can only swap ingredients to the one, the next truck over when it, Changes lanes, so you have to really plan your. your so there'll cooking. be like there's like two trucks that are speeding along along like the motorway, side side. and then there'll be another truck that is like moving between them. Right. And when the truck is lined up with you, you can dash, you can hop over onto that one, and that truck has got all the ingredients on, mm. and then the other two trucks have got like the cooking on, right. cooking implements on. So you, if you're doing, so one of them's doing the fish and chips, and one of them's doing the soup, and you've got to kind of jump between the trucks, and and like obviously you can't be stuck on one of the trucks. While the other one's cooking, because then everything will ca- over- burn and catch on fire. Yeah, if, if you've got it's, your fire extinguisher on one truck and your fire on the other truck, it's, you you can't put it out. And that that's really what does create the magic of Overcooked is that the levels are so inventive and crazy, and that really it may the game is kind of built around making a simple task very difficult, mm. and uh, and it's just it's brilliant fun in co-op, like uh, just. Um, it's it's one of those games that uh, it just gets you like it gets you shouting and and excited and like kind of sweating and like <laughs> it's like, like being in the kitchen like like boiling point yeah and then you you know like at the end of, I mean I say it in my review like at the end of every level everyone's kind of like 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 giggling relieved they're like oh <laughs> oh we got through that one well well you say that apart from okay. Griffin I, okay. I wasn't because I I feel like it does bring out bad sides of people sometimes because. Um, some, <laughs> did somebody, did somebody shout? Every, at you, everyone was everyone was shouting at me when I played. I felt like is this because Griffin was incredibly terrible at Overcooked? I, I wasn't. I wasn't awful. I, I disagree. So, so, for instance, there was um one of the levels. It was like there was a channel that you could go around, and only one person could fit through each gap. But the, it, so imagine like a square, right? So you couldn't pass by each other. In the in the square. So effectively, path. imagine a corridor, uh, uh, like a long square corridor around the that kitchen. is your kitchen. Okay. So so it's like you'll be chopping food. It's basically like my kitchen at home. It's just like yeah. really narrow. You have to. If, very, if I'm using the, if I'm like cutting an onion. Nobody, yeah. Imagine nobody can get to the yeah. washing machine. Yeah. Imagine imagine the wife's trying to squeeze past to get to the washing machine, right. and you're and you're desperately trying to fulfill five orders. <laughs> See, already I'm like <laughs> I, I get this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, so what you have to kind of coordinate and say, okay, let's all go around clockwise. And when you've coordinated, it's all it's all good. But yes, it does it does make people very shouty. Um, <laughs> and it's not necessarily. I didn't necessarily. I want to have a nice relaxing game and. It, 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 it's a bit too intense with four players. Although I like two players, I like I like playing two players. Okay, that is kind of one of the fun things about it is that it um it has a very different feel based on how many players you've got. Because if you've got four, then the levels it makes the levels feel quite cramped, and that makes it feel it like really chaotic. And then, but then, yeah, when I played it for review, I mostly played it two player. And and that was a lot like calmer, and it was a lot like right, okay, you stay on this side and you do this, and then I'll stay on this side and do this, and then we'll we'll like, and you can get a lot more like efficient. But then at the same time, you've only got four hands. You know, you need sometimes you're like, oh, I really wish we had someone else who could bring the ingredients to us or something like that. If, if you like people shouting at you for five minutes, you'll love this game. If you're if you're not <laughs> terrible at it, then uh, you won't get bullied like. Griffin. Well, I. W- I see. I wasn't bad. I wasn't bad. I think what it was was Robin was analysing my performance too closely, and he was too, he was too critical. Basically, Griffin kept trying to deliver orders that people didn't actually want. I feel like like I should step in and stop this. Yeah, can you mediate? Can you mediate into... between us? <laughs> I'm the right, guy I tell you what. Next time you guys are playing Overcooked in the office, I will stand behind you with like I don't know, like a wooden paddle or something, and if anyone makes like a mistake. I like smack you in the back of the head, and whoever's unconscious first <laughs> is the worst to overcome. That, that's better. Yeah, that's better. 
Um, okay, I'll, I'll modify my recommendation and say that um, if you have uh, weak sensibilities and aren't very good at video games and are easily offended, um, then uh, Overcooked might not be for you because you will be yelled at by your much better friends. But uh, I, I agree with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 don't play with two yellows because there were two yellows in the room. Right, and I won't name the other one. But I feel, I feel like it's very depending on on who you play with. Wait, so Robin was actually a proper yeller. Yeah. Really? Oh, I yell when I'm playing. It was, it was yeah. just too stressful. I, I want to play a nice, relaxing game. Right. It was like, Griffin, Griffin, <laughs> stop. Griffin, tomorrow's in the Griffin, in the you haven't cooked that burger. I'm oh, no, so, so when you're saying, like, he's shang you, I'm expecting, like, full-on, like, rage. I, yeah, I, I was. wasn't, like, swearing and ranting. I was just Whoa. like, do this. Like, don't do that. See, don't, that. Don't serve that. Don't serve that. Don't serve oh, that. Man, You've served yeah, it. Just, yeah, I, could, just, I already, I'm, I'm, like, sweating a bit. Imagine over here. that for an hour. <laughs> just like, oh, man, never put me in the kitchen with, with Robin. <laughs> well, um, put yourself in a kitchen with Overcooked. Hey! Now, now. Uh, yeah, really recommend Overcooked. Now, I think it's the best, um, I think it's the best local co-op, like, party game type thing um, for a long time. It's not brilliant in... Hold on, so just looking at this screen, the volume has spiked during your rage there, Robin. That's how loud you were. Well, apologies to everyone's ears at home mm. um, for my out-of-control I, I think you should apologise to Ben yes. for when he was sat next to you in the room playing Overcooked, and he got that full brunt. <laughs> I got the, the full the brunt ears. of Robin's rage. <laughs> I nope. refuse. <laughs> um, instead, let's move on to some fan questions. <laughs> Yay, my uh, and I will never be held accountable for my actionable words. <laughs> um, you can always send us in questions to uh, gamesmaster at futurenet.com or you can head on to our Facebook or Twitter pages. Ask us anything you like and we will endeavour to answer it. Um, unless it's a question that we don't want to answer. In which case, we will not read it out on the podcast. So try and aim for questions that we will want to answer. <laughs> um, Have you got any examples of questions that we don't answer? Um, How big is eight apples? <laughs> is that a real one? No. No, okay. you're still giving an example of a bad okay, question. Right, okay. A bad question might be like, what what kind of trousers is Matt wearing? It wouldn't be very oh. relevant to, to the podcast. Okay. It wouldn't, you know. Right, I just want to, I needed a barometer of, you know. Yeah, yeah right. okay. Luke Lee on Facebook asks Hello. a very simple question, but one that could take us hours to unpack. Oh, gosh. What is the greatest ever first-person shooter? Halo 2. Well, that was quicker than I thought. I've, got, I've got Halo 2. I've got a list, but I've got Halo oh. 2 on it as well. Halo 2 multiplayer is the, uh, the best FPS because it was the one of the first FPSs, uh, online-enabled FPSs on console. Uh, it, it brought millions to Xbox Live. I, I had like a, a, a solid year of fun on Halo 2, just playing matchmaking, inventing our own games such as Tower Defense on, um, forget the map now because it was literally 10 years ago, but it was the one with the big satellite dish in and you would. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember it. Like a set uh, ascension, I think it was. It might have been. And, uh, yeah, you would have to ha- all have shotguns and you would have to protect the tower and other, other, the other team had shotguns and they had to come up and, and steal the tower, and there's like thousands of games like that. Another little game uh, was called Troy. Each uh, there was like eight on eight across uh, coagulation. Uh, they had the brute shot, all all uh, kitted out with the brute shot, and they would have to fire on each other from across the map. And all the grenade things that came from the brute shot would rain down from the sky, uh, and it would look like the arrows from from Troy or 300. Ah, oh, <laughs> it was so good. That's brilliant. Even yeah. though 300 wasn't actually out at the time. You basically... Wow, you so, predated. And yeah. we predated, we gave Zack Snyder his uh, in, inspiration he there. He was obviously like peeking through the through the slats of the window at you guys playing Halo and being yeah. like, oh, I'm going to use that. I'm, I'm going to put this in my movie. I'm a, movie. I'm a big director, man. <laughs> Flawless Zack Snyder. Oh, uh, Zack Snyder, when did you walk in? <laughs> uh, I, I basically had the same experience, except not like uh, with a Troy game, but like... Yeah, like a solid year at uni of just playing multiplayer on Halo 2. I think this, this, this like greatest ever FPS, we kind of need to split it into two though, because let's, 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 let's just put this out there. The single player campaign of Halo 2 was pretty crap. Bit average, yeah. I didn't, I didn't return to that at all. I, yeah. I actually, I, I wanted it to end. Uh, when yeah. I was playing it, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, was Halo 2 the one where, where the elite was a good guy? 
Yeah, yeah Arbiter. Arbiter. It, you that's didn't actually play Master I've... Chief for half of it. I think yeah. that's the only one of those campaigns that I've ever actually played through, is, is two. Oh man, you should definitely play through, uh, well, like Halo 3. Was, had a great Halo 3 had a great player. campaign. I've, I've fond memories of, of playing through two with a mate co-op. But yeah, car, car was good. There were sections where you could have, like, he was in a warthog, you got a tank, and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But f- just, like, getting, maybe getting too far into it, but I was aw- awaiting it for years. Mm. And it was this big story about, oh, the Covenant found Earth and they're invading. Oh, and you're going to play through the streets of, uh, in my head, I speculate that you could just play through New York and, like, oh, it's going to have London and, and all that stuff. You you spend like one level in in South Africa, metrop- in Metropolis, Metropolis, yeah. yeah, or I think it was Metropolis, and yeah. then you you go off into space and chase the Covenant, and then you weren't even Master Chief for half of it. You were the Arbiter. Mm. Who wants to play as the Arbiter? One plays Master Chief. I, I think the Arbiter's cooler than Master Chief. I well, he is quite cool, Gauntlet. but he's not what I expected. He's voiced by Keith David, isn't he? He is voiced yeah, by he's, Keith he's, David. That's cool. That is instant cool points. But. Uh, we're not rating this on cool. We're rating this on quality. On greatest. On and multiplayer, I think, was the best uh, ever. Yeah, I, I, I like going back to Halo 2's multiplayer maps in the Master Chief Collection for review. Like, just drove home just how good it was first time round. Oh, like, those maps were so well put together. Which was the one um, we used to play Energy Swords on? I think it was, was it Lockout. The one with Lockout. The- Lockout's like, my favourite level. It's like the platform, in, uh, like a like, almost like a platform in the middle with like. Uh, well, it's got it's it's like a floating platform. You can fall off it, and it's like it's set in an ice ice planet. Yes, that's exactly the one I'm thinking. Of. And Lockout. it's you can't. It's hard to describe. It's not. It's like a lots of white pathways, and you can jump up and like flank people and jump down and stab mm. them in the back. There's and there's three like a layers tower. to it. It's like three layers yeah, to it. And there's then an there's elevator. Like the, the big old lift at the one side. But like we we play like energy swords and shotguns only. on, yeah. that, on that map. Like just for hours at a time, and there, there were so many different like sight lines that would become kind of like famous. So, like on, on one side of the maps, there'd be like three grenades that would spawn, three sticky grenades, and you'd always expect someone to go up there. And if you had a sniper on the other side, yeah, you could you could pick them off. But then they had sticky grenades; they could throw it. And where the sniper spawned, there was like fuel canisters, so they could get a lucky one uh, grenade there and explode you there, but then they were at risk from the sniper. There was these different like uh, dynamics and these different battles that would play out. That was oh man, it was so good. There's a remake of of that in in Halo Remastered. It's called Blackout, mm. um, and that took the con- concept to a an, an oil. Um, Oil rig, yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounded yeah, like a, a big glowing moon. Oh, yeah, such a good, such yeah. a level design in that game. Yeah, Halo Two for multiplayer. Then sounds like that's a strong case for, yeah. for that being the greatest. Well, did, you, did you have a different idea for multiplayer shooter? Uh, multiplayer yeah, FPS, I, sorry. I think um, uh, classic Team Fortress Two right. when it first launched, before like vanilla Team Fortress Two, before they added like it really lost me when they started adding like like bosses with loot and like all these different weapons and hats and whatever but classic team fortress 2 when it first came out was brilliant in my opinion i like i i played like probably 200 hours of, of original like team fortress 2 and um i really think it set an incredible standard for multiplayer shooters going forward and like an incredible standard for like um uh, like art design and ambient storytelling in multiplayer games like uh, you certainly wouldn't have Overwatch now if you didn't have Team Fortress 2 then mm. um so so that is my that is can, my pick for you, the best multiplayer can you still play in one form or another the original Team Fortress 2 or is it just all been wiped in? I'm sure there is some way because there are player hosted servers in Team Fortress right, 2 okay I'm sure there is some way of of playing vanilla yeah but I remember it became very awkward at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, can you still play? Because Team Fortress Two was obviously on in the orange box on console. Yeah. Is that still the uh, the same as it always was? I don't know how Team Fortress Two. I don't know if they updated it on console or not. Right. That might be worth having a look. Look um, to see. But um, I'd want to play it on. And on... I don't know how many people would still be playing it. To That's be the thing. On, on I think Valve console. slightly abandoned the console version, but yeah. that might, that yeah, might not be true. Do. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, that's not to say that modern Team Fortress Two is like objectively terrible or something. It's just not for me. I know loads of people mm-hmm. still love it, still play it. Um, but for me, vanilla Team Fortress Two was was like nothing else. It's what weird. about I mean... Cam? Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's old that... lady Griffin's coming. <laughs> so that that was Hello, multiplayer. Nana, Nana Griffin. <laughs> what? That was multiplayer. What about single player FPSs? Okay. Uh, Go away, Grandma. Right, I've got a few, a few, a few here okay. that I'm going to list is, off. This... I think the problem with this is like 
this, this, we've got to narrow this down to like first person shooters that are about first person shooting, if you see what I mean. Because if you just get into like all games that are from a first person perspective and yeah, have a gun, yeah, no, Mirror's no, Edge no. would win these hands are, down. These all are games in which you, you have okay. a gun and shoot. I just wanted to get that out there. Person. Right. So, uh, Metroid Prime. That is great. Never played it. Fen- Fendrana Wastes. Is that that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've also got down here Half Life 2. Great yeah, game. That's good. Yeah, that would be that would be up there for me. I've Hover also Boating. got down here, and this you know you can feel free to disagree with this one, but I do think uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, Modern the original Warfare. Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. Yeah, that, that is, is a phenomenal game. Yeah, good. absolutely. Changed Even everything. I, as someone who doesn't I'm like Call of Duty, loves that game. I'm glad we're on the same page for that one because I yeah. think it's a phenomenal game. That that Chernobyl level, I think, is or, one of the greatest yeah. levels in video game yeah. history. Oh man. Oh, sorry. I just got lost oh, in a Call of Duty memory. Ooh, a bit of Modern it, Warfare. <laughs> cool. Modern Warfare 4 just it instantly brings back Christmas 2006. Right. When my mum bought me Call of Duty. And um, I just played through all of it up with my mouth open. And, oh, you know, <laughs> going prone in the grass as a huge army came towards me. And Captain Price is like, yeah. quiet. Oh, they're going to kill us. Brilliant. I remember, uh, I remember yeah. playing that at university with the developer of Plague Inc., Plaguing. Well, so there you go. That's a, that's a weird little anecdote for you. Nice. So yeah, okay. I'm glad we're all on the same page as as each other on that one. I've also got down here, and this is more of a personal pick. Black. Remember Black on PS2? I didn't play at all. It was like prop. Best you, ever. Like, I've never played Black. No. This is like a personal pick. I'm not saying that's the best ever, and everyone will enjoy it as much as I did. But I remember playing through that first time, and it was it was like one of the first games where you had like proper like destruction going on around you. That was its whole yeah. gimmick, right? Yeah, so like you would you would like shoot a wall and it wouldn't just put like that like standard like bullet mark on the on on the wall. It would like an individual brick would get shot out and you'd be able to see through Yeah. See through to the other side, that kind of thing. So like very really like violent like, game. Um re- regards to the scenery, not yeah, the bodies. Yeah, like uh like just being blown away by by games being able to do that because like this this was a time when like we were still still kind of playing like time splitters and things like that where great game it, great game yeah. but I mean if you you know, kind of think about like in terms of huge leaps forward and you think about now playing things like Battlefield Four with like Levolution or whatever like huge descri- destruction on a massive scale like it all kind of kind of stems back to like when you saw. So black. an individual brick gets shot out of all in black. Uh, black was the first game that felt, the first FPS that felt like you are actually firing a, a gun. Yes. Time, time splitters, you, you had a gun, it didn't feel like a gun. Yeah. Black sounded like a gun, it handled like a gun, it, it did what you, you'd expect from a gun. Like great reload animations as well, like for the and first time. Like little bits of, <laughs> little bits <laughs> Walks of... like a gun, talks like a gun, probably a gun. A gun. Oh, uh, let me go on. Let me point a flaw in your otherwise well-argued um, about black. Yeah, go on. Did you ever play Red Faction? I did a lot. That had ridiculous destruction. You you could on oh, the original Red Faction. Yeah. yeah, and I think that came before Black. Yeah, but it looked like it, yeah, it wasn't a good game. <laughs> was, but you, you uh, could uh, actually it, shoot. For, there was yeah. a multiplayer map where you could shoot through rocks. And with your gun, and yes. make a tunnel yes. to the next person. It was in the, brilliant. The, that it was a brilliant game, actually. Yeah. There was that. There was. It was. It came out like the same. It was either the same year or just after the Matrix came out. You yeah. know that scene in the Matrix with the lobby, oh, where it's like all blowing up the, the um, all the pillars are like corridors. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the not like, corridors, uh, uh, columns. The, I mean, the, the, yeah. the tiles are all falling down, and there's like plaster everywhere and all that stuff. There's a there was a, there was a level in Red Faction where it had basically that open. Uh, like lobby of some some lab on Mars or whatever with like columns, and yeah, you could just blow these these columns out, and you'd be like darting past walls. And I just remember like in the cinema watching this thing. Oh, this would make a really great game. And then Red Faction's big kind of spiel was, oh, you can just destroy walls and shoot through them. But the difference between like Red Faction and Black was that like uh, Black felt like like a physical. Like place where not just like a like a kind of artificial like game or whatever. Like so, like you were talking about how you you fired a gun and it felt like you were firing a gun. Like not just in terms of things getting damaged around you realistically, but also the gun itself and feedback from when you're the th- the things that you're hitting with it. Whereas in whereas in Red Faction, it was like you ha- to blow a hole in the wall you just fire a rocket launcher at it and it would have this like yeah, weird circular. kind of perfect like hole or like you'd have 
bits of wall that you can blow up, bits of wall that you can't, and there's no real indication of which yeah. is which, and, and that kind of thing. So I think like Red Faction started it off, but Black kind of got it, got it right, got it, like got it kind of nailed down. Although there, there was no, am I sorry, there was no multiplayer for Black, was there? There, I don't think there was. No, there was multiplayer for Red Faction. Mm. That kind of destruction tech is is tough in multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so single player, those ones are my You've picks. missed one out. Man. Go on. You missed off. Mr. Black. Sorry. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused. You've missed off Bioshock. That is a phenomenal okay. single player FPS. I, do, I, oh, do, I agree. I agree. But I think... Actually, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're right. It is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it definitely good. should be on this list. It is really um, good. Yeah, I think... I think like retroactive because I had I didn't have as good a time with Infinite as most other people did. Right. And I think like my brain is still like connecting them, connecting them <laughs> together, and like there's a little bit of like. Uh, well, I would say that like the actual <laughs> shooting in Bioshock is, especially if you go back to it now, like and even at the time, like the actual combat in Bioshock is not that brilliant. It's, mm. it's like I think it it has some it has some like. Some really cool moments, like fighting, like the first time you take down a big daddy is mm. very cool, and that is a yeah. cool combat scenario. But in general, the shooting is not like tight, and like you know, yeah. it's all about like atmosphere and and um, and what it does with sort of first person shooter conventions, yeah. so story tropes, yeah, and stuff and like you, that. When you hear the world cl- like groaning, yeah, the, the, like the, under under the weight of like volumes of of sea. Yeah, yeah. You see little leaks, and it's like this could come down around me at any moment. I could be flooded. There was was there was uh, a moment. Is there a moment in like a shower room or something in that game, which like really was it just before you meet was it Sanders, the surgeon guy? Sanders no, surgeon. the surgeon is um, uh, Sander Cohen is the artist, right? I can't remember what the, the surgeon's called, but the, well, yeah, no, there's, there's it's like not, a really it's not like a shower, but it's like it. it's like kind of sterile tile. Yeah, I just remember rooms. being in this kind of really like horrible. Like really atmospheric, like thickly atmospheric yeah. place, and being totally, you know, headphones on yeah. in a dark room, just like that in, was me. Like, in like a little splicer going. That was yeah. me at like four in the morning here. on the day of release. <laughs> um, yeah, Bioshock. The first like good like hour of Bioshock, the bathosphere, the bathosphere. is well, and like up to that like surgeon fight mm. is like one of the most pitch perfect like horror games ever, and then it very rapidly after that kind of loses that intensity of, of atmosphere. Mm. But that lead up to the surgeon is so genuinely atmospheric yeah. and like terrifying. Like you find all these audio logs where he's like he's like operating on people and he's like, I'm looking for perfection. Yeah. You're not symmetrical oh, enough. Man. Have you yeah. have you played uh Outlast? I've played a bit of Outlast, uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm too much of a wussy <laughs> I'm too oh, much of a coward. So if you Are you gonna bring up whistleblower? The... Huh? The whistleblower DLC for Alice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there, there's a, there is a. Don't talk about the thing that happens because I'm aware of the thing that happens, oh. and I don't think it's suitable for a, uh, <laughs> a you know a daytime podcast. Can, can we make can we make the thing that happens suitable for a PG audience? Is there a way to talk about it? Like he he wants to make you his, Let, his well, wife, right? You've already known. <laughs> okay, <laughs> stop. Let, there's let, no let, way to make what, this PG. What I think we should do is is we should make Robin play it. Yes. Uh, and then record that. Just the sound of him playing it. Yeah, yeah I can give you a little then, little sneak preview. And then, let <gasps> <gasps> oh God. Anyway, yeah, we should do, <laughs> we should do that. I mean, but you know what happens it's, though. It's uh, uh, it doesn't matter if you know. You kind of know what's going to happen before you. Yeah, should... I, d- I looked up the plot. Oh man, you can't do. I, do I wrote that. a preview for another um, game magazine, and I included. Uh, no, sorry, I wrote a review. And I included a screenshot, like a full please, screenshot of the thing that happens. <laughs> Which is incredibly gory for anyone who hasn't seen and it. And they didn't print it. I was really disappointed. But it involves mutilation. And I that's all I say. People will have, have guessed what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I would say look it up, but I actually recommend you don't look it up because no. it's quite horrible. It, it's, it's the worst thing I've ever Play seen it. in a game. Play it. I mean, it, I, it's, I it's a great game, though. With, with horror games like that, I physically can't, like, it's because it's the fact that I'm in control. Because yeah. because horror movies don't really scare me. Did you Did you play PT? No. Did you play? You played Amnesia, didn't you? Yeah, but I didn't finish it. Oh. I, I got to the bit in Amnesia. Did you finish Amnesia? No, I, I haven't played Amnesia. Oh, okay. Well, I got to this bit where basically you're in these like prisons. Mm. Uh, you, there's all these like prison cells and stuff, and it's like um, pitch black, and there's all these corridors and stuff, and I. 
it was like I got, it was quite far into the game, but I was did just you, like, did I, you, I, did I can't, you, uh, I can't. I'm just too scared. I was too a scared. <laughs> too a squared. Um, <laughs> but it's it's the fact that I'm in control of the character. It makes me infinitely more terrified than mm. if I was just watching a horror film because I can uh, horror films don't really bother me. They usually mm. like, they don't really usually scare me that much. I mean, we, like uh, me and a mate at uni played. Uh, I think it was it was called Project Zero in Europe, but it might be known Fatal as like Frame. Fatal Frame elsewhere. We played through the previously first... established to be a bad game by uh, no, it's a very good game. Um, <laughs> My word but, is law. Um, that was that was like, the first game that that like was genuinely like properly scary, like to the point of I'm going to have to put this down and not play it for a while because otherwise <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get to sleep. Is it the first game that made you go nope? Yeah. It's the first game that made you go. There was a well. There was. A, there was a. <laughs> that's, no, that's Yoshi's Island. Uh, there was a. There was a well, in the game. You, you know, like. Well, well, well. Well, you know the the you, you know the the liquor scene in Resident Evil yeah. Two. Everyone knows that with the one way, uh, glass. Yes. Like, there was a version of that, but that was like it was just so, so not like so when you're in Resident Evil Two, it's like a big like brain on the outside skinless monster thing with a big old tooth uh, big old tongue yeah. uh, and you're in the middle of like a police station inter- interrogation room like two things that are so far removed from just like everyday life that you know it's easy to to, to kind of jump and then instantly go oh, well that's Why, done with you it. go to an Irish accent do a little bit of well it is oh, it's only a skinless monster uh, and then, that is the worst Irish accent and then, yeah, <laughs> and then just like shotgun it and then leave the room and then you yeah, go well yeah. I'll remember that but like in, in <laughs> I'll, I'll remember this <laughs> I'll remember that for next time. Matt Gilman will remember that <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but in Project Zero it was just like it was. it's all so like like dom- like domestic it's like, like mm. someone's house and there's like this well in the garden with like an item on it and you can hear something crying in the bottom of the well uh, and it's got like this cover on top of it you're like you're going to step towards it and something's going to jump out I'm going to step towards it and something's going to jump out and then you step towards it and and something jumps out uh, <laughs> well it doesn't it just it just well that's the thing that's the beauty something doesn't jump out it just goes bang and you just get this really loud much louder than the crying bang yeah. and then it just stops and then it's like that's it that's your lot that so you jump, horrible. and then you're still on tenterhooks because nothing's happened. All sound stops. Like there's music which just goes, whoosh, stops, and you're, oh. Do you know what? that that is what's scary in a game. I know this discussion has turned to like scariest FPS, <laughs> yeah. but like the, just the, the, what's scary in a game is a dark room with a, like an unusual light or an unusual sound. It's not a big monster, mm. a tentacle monster. For instance, like the, literally the scariest moment I've ever had in game was when I played Gone Home. And I didn't okay. know it wasn't yeah, no. a horror game. I just I, I went into it blind, um, and I, I stepped into a house and it's raining and it's all dark and every footstep's so loud because yeah. it's, it's silent. And you, you do expect that. I feel I like if you play it, if you play it blind, and... you do expect there to be a ghost. And, 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 so and everyone, if you haven't played Gone Home yet, do go in blind. It's like stop listening to, yes, to yes, us sorry, talking sorry, about it. For, for Gone Home. Uh, and definitely going blind because it is a brilliant game. And you're right, it's like so thickly atmospheric. That, that it's very easy to get like wrapped up in it and just. I, I, I kept looking behind myself to see. Uh, someone's definitely following me now. No, that's the sound of my own footsteps. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like if you're going like, I don't know, like into the basement or something and like a shadow, your own shadow. Yeah. Or, like go up on the wall and go, oh god. And, yeah. and, and, and it's all in your mind. It's all just they've, they've crafted this, this environment for you to freak yourself out in. It's brilliant. Well, I think we've we've gotten uh, profoundly off topic. Wow, we really have. So, but, so, so what is it? We, Halo, we Halo Two for Halo me. Halo Two for multiplayer. I think I'm on okay. on the boat with you on that one. And uh, I think I think uh, single player's probably got to be Half Life Two, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Can we do like top three? Okay. Half Life so, Two. Metroid Prime. Yep. Modern Warfare. Oh yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There okay. Go. I'm happy with that. But, I hope that satisfies you, Luke Lee. Yeah. Other readers, if you've got like suggestions, we've. Uh, We've not mentioned, and then you can angrily cr- tell us cruelly, about it. Uh, <laughs> forgotten about, then then let us know. Cruelly yeah. let us know what we did wrong. Yeah. We've got one more question, Alex Shoot on Facebook. Uh, I really like this question actually. Um, if you were allowed to take one console to a desert island that had no internet, this is one of those desert islands that doesn't have internet, so keep that in mind. <laughs> Which would you take? Which console would you take to an island if you had no internet? I think that's an interesting question. What console would you have if there was no internet? First kind of thing we got to get out of the way. Are you able to take games or is it just the console? Because like, if you're just taking the console, you've got to think about how can I use this oh, machine? Oh, you can take games. In, well, no, it's not like it's not like which console would be most useful to, for dismantling this into what, a series this is what of survival I'm tools. About, you know, no, like, okay, no. I'm going to take like the heaviest. I'm going to take an Xbox because I can then use that to like batter a. 
badger to death for, for dinner or whatever? No. Or am I going to take something else because it's... I'd say think of the question as what console... <laughs> if you could only have one console for the rest of your life and you had no internet connection, okay. what console it's would you have? It's got to be Xbox 360 oh. because I've got a lot of XBLA games on it. No, You internet. can't access them. You've got no internet. No, they're saved to hard drive. You can access them. Oh, so if, you're, if you've already downloaded them Wait. before you get... Shipwrecked. So yeah. Are we taking them with with like any games we want, or just the library of games we have to have? Or is, is I think I think downloadable games has got to be cheating. I think I think okay. what it is is you are on. Okay, I'm going to paint a, a, a scenario do, for do you with, with with words. Yeah. So you are on a uh, you, you're on a boat that is transporting retro consoles across the Atlantic, mm-hmm. and um, and the boat wrecks, um, and you're the only survivor, and all of the consoles and games that were on board are ruined. Except you've got a big crate which has survived completely unscathed, right. which contains one console mm-hmm. and a load of game boxes. Okay. What do you want that console to be? PS2. Isn't it, isn't it basically just your favourite console, that question? No, because it's with no internet and, and uh, like, on a desert island. Okay. Why PS2? PS2. Shall I read my li- little prepared yeah. list of games? Oh, I guess yeah, there's there is power That's on the desert island, island I guess. And televisions. And televisions. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, here we go. Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, yep. Okami, Resident Evil 4, Metal Gear Solid 3, Soul Calibur 2, Bully, Beyond Good and Evil, God of War, God of War 2, Final Fantasy 12, The Jack series, uh, Silent Hill 2, uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, Devil May Cry. Do you know, these are all do you know what's funny about that absolute, list? What's, what's funny? All of these games are available as remasters. You could take the PS4 and play the remasters. You can't play Soul Calibur 2 remaster? There is a Soul Calibur 2 remaster. Is it? Is it? Yeah, on um, the, the store. Okay. What, on PS4? Mm, maybe. But, well, by and large, the majority of those games that you can play. I think you're lying. <laughs> you can play them HD and glorious uh, 1080p. So, what you're saying is I should just take a PS4. Yep. And the remaster. But editions. we can't download those games. Yeah, only if they're uh, available as boxed copies. So yeah, a lot of them are boxed copies. Shad- uh, Shadow of the Colossus, Ico, Silent Hill. Well, remember well, as well. well, well Shadow of the Colossus isn't on PS4. The box copies. What? No, oh, no, isn't. that's PS3. Yeah, it's right. only on PS3. Okay. okay. Uh, remember as well that you can't download like patches for these games. You can't get uh, any updates or anything. That is so. so true. I'm sticking with PS2. I think that's a good choice. I think it also yeah. because if you took the original like uh, thick one, you could use it to like eat your dinner off or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, use the cables for like the dual shock as like little mini lassoes to catch uh, indigenous uh, well, like badges. <laughs> there are no, why are there so many uh, badges on this island? Yeah. <laughs> are you just in Britain? I just think that if there was anything like faster than a badger, I'd probably struggle to like catch. Have you ever, have you ever met a badger on a dark night, Matt? They're, yeah, they're scary animals. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on myself and well, fight against a badger. We've already established that you're terrified of anything. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, whenever surprised. I'm in control, which does include during my actual life. So, <laughs> so you see a badger. <laughs> um, I think I'd go for. The Game Boy Color. Okay. Is that a console though, or a handheld? It's a handheld console. <laughs> I think the. I mean, the, you the, the man men, I think Sam Shoot, or whatever his name is. is Excuse me. Lex Shoot. I know. Excuse me. Shoot. Let's give our readers the proper respect. His name is Alex Shoot. <laughs> Alex Shoot. I knew it was Shoot because we just had a question about guns, which is why you chose it. Flawless logic. I think he meant consoles. Otherwise, he would have said. I think that's platform. a handheld console. Uh, no, no, no. I, I want to hear. I want to hear Robin out. Why yeah, would you take the Game Boy Color? Why not the Game Boy Advance? Why not the DS? So I never played the Game Boy Advance or the DS. Right. Uh, but I did used to play the Game Boy Color. Okay, so one, part of it is that I think the Game Boy Color would survive extraordinarily well on a desert island. It's because terrible. I used to carry mine around on holiday as a kid. And I was, like, not a careful or clean child. Right. So mine was probably getting all sorts of chocolate gummed up in it. And, <laughs> and um, it survived all sorts of batterings and stuff. Incredibly right. tough little console. And yeah. it's still, I still have it today. And it still works. And all the cartridges still work as well. So I think it would, I think it would survive well. And then also there's loads of really brilliant, uh, sprawling RPGs and like on, on Game Boy. But then there's also like, uh, you know, like te- a really good version of Tetris and, and like loads of puzzle games and stuff like that. I feel like it would be, it, it would be just what I needed to stave off boredom mm. with like Pokemon. But then also, if I just wanted like five minutes before I, uh, uh, before I pulled my badger skin duvet over myself at night, I could just play a little puzzle game. 
Um, yeah, I think there's brilliant variety on the on the Game Boy Color, hmm. um, and uh, and I think if you battered a badger to death with a PS2, it would uh, it would it would get all cracked and sand would get in it. Well, and it would work. Whereas I think yeah. a Game Boy Color, I think you could beat a badger to death with I, a Game Boy Color and I it would do, still survive. I do remember someone on a mag once. I can't remember which mag or who it was tried to test the resi- like resilience of the original PS1 console. Yeah. By eating a curry out of it, <laughs> <laughs> out of it, what? Yeah. So it popped open the disc. You know, like the top disc tray on the yeah. PS One. Yeah, they just opened that, put a curry in it, ate did, the curry. Did they clean it though? What do you mean? Did they clean it? Did they clean it afterwards. This was like the. This was back in the heady days yeah, when you could just was... ruin a PlayStation yeah. for the sake of a for a, a slightly naff article. Um, no, yeah, no, it didn't, didn't work. It, it didn't work. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, I don't know what do type that. of curry, whether it was a korma or something, or a or a full on vindaloo. I don't know, but. Yeah, don't put or a curry booner. or, or <laughs> a badger curry. Don't put right. curry in your PS1. Don't put curry in your PS1, you've learned something today. Yeah. Well, here's my pick. Now, I thought about this long and hard uh, while you two were talking just okay. now. And, um, <laughs> Instead I was, of listening. <laughs> if you say PS2 and then list the same list was, of games that I was I've thinking, just said. Uh, well, you've brought up really good points because you, you've got, you want to beat badges to death and you've got, you want a durable It's not that I want to. Console. I'm going to have to. Well, yeah. you're showing your true Sometimes colors you now. Have to. <laughs> and it's going to get sand in, but Game Boys can handle that. I was, I was thinking of taking a, a retro console to, so I could remember the good times back home, but they were just maybe too sad. Like playing, um, time splitters on my GameCube. I just wouldn't be remembering, oh, I remember time splitters on your GameCube. Time splitters too. Okay. Wasn't that on PS? No, it's GameCube. It's on GameCube. And PS2 though. It's probably on PS2 as well, yeah. But so, I'd, uh, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be thinking about, like, oh, I remember when we were all in my room playing that after school. I was getting so sad, and I'd probably want to kill myself. Oh, yeah. Um, Griffin brings up suicide here on the podcast <laughs> once again. So, is that going to be a quote? I was playing Time Splitters too, and I wanted to kill myself. Please no, that's not, it's not like <laughs> that. Not that. That's a great game. What, what I, what I uh, felt like, upon considering that, is, no, what, I want to have a console that's got all the latest games on, so I can kind of be at one with humanity back home and right. I'll be experiencing up to the minute what they're experiencing rather than like dwelling on the past and playing all the past games. Right. So I'd want to play, want to bring a PS4 with the latest games such as Uncharted 4 and, you know, Guitar Hero. That's a few months old now. But literally up to the minute latest games and feel like I'm in society even though I'm not. But wow. then, like, if you're trapped there for like 10 years... And you get back, and it'll be, you'll be like Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway. Instead of set, instead of talking to like a uh, beach ball or whatever, yeah. you're like, you're, like you're, still, you're still talking about Guitar Hero on PS4, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, we're playing." I think loads of these games wouldn't work without an internet connection as well. Like, can you play Guitar Hero offline, like completely offline, never connecting to the internet? Oh, I think see, loads of these games require you that to is connect also to the internet true. at least D- once. Yeah. This is true, but I I feel like when you take things to desert islands, you always think, "Oh, I'm going to master this. I'm going to play this every day." I'd probably play the PS4 once for about 10 minutes, get too sad and just go like sunbathe. I don't think I'd ever play <laughs> I think you would console. immediately abandon yeah. gaming as well. Yeah, Imagine this though, you would... just said Uncharted 4, like, like 80% of that game is spent knocking around on a desert island or like a, <laughs> d- 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 like an abandoned island in the, in the tropics or whatever. So you're gonna like, you're gonna unwind, uh, you know, unwind from your daily existence <laughs> of having yeah. to survive on a, on a, on an island by then being Drake on an island. But I've, I've got, I've always got company. Nathan Drake's always got Sally with him. He's always got his bro. That so is like true. Have another human companion, and they're really well written in Child. So it's almost like having having a natural life so, so, companion. So you'd you'd be like you'd you'd probably like get some beach balls, volleyballs, or whatever. Put them on sticks, draw little faces on them, and then you'd be like, "This one's Sally. This one's <laughs> this one's a lady. Good one, Drake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and there's there's lots no, of he'd be hidden dialogue. Oh wait, are you going I'm, to be? Drake? I'm Drake. Yeah, yeah, I'm Drake. Can you, of course. Ben, can you quickly do your Sully impression? Because I haven't heard it for a while and I quite enjoy it. Hey, kid, we got to get off this desert island. I love it. It's like um, a Muppet version. <laughs> my cigar tastes delicious, kid. Delicious. <laughs> delicious. Oh, oh, quick um, fact, by the way. Go on. Sully, the voice of Sully, voices um, Falcone in Telltale's Batman. It's the truth. Wow. I fact-checked this earlier today yeah. for hey, our review. I'm Falcone, nice. Batman. You better get yourself a cigar. So was that Falcone or Sully? I can't Falcone. tell. Falcone. That's again flawless. <laughs> wow. Um, so, <laughs> to round up, Game Boy for Robin. Yep. Color. PS, Game Boy Color for Robin. PS2 for Matt. Yep. And a an, uh, PS4 for me. Okay. People at home listening to this or wherever you are listening to it, who is right? 
let us know. Yeah, because one of the three of us, scientifically, one of the three of us has to be correct. Yeah. And so uh, That's how wrong. this works. So uh, do let us know which one of us is wrong. Also... Um, if you're not with us, you're against us, so choose wisely. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll make at least two enemies this day. <laughs> um, That's about all we've got time for. Um, if you want to... Uh, if you want to experience more of our words, but in the medium of writing rather than uh, audibly, um, you can grab our uh, our Zelda issue currently on sale, um, issue 307, which has an absolutely brilliant Zelda feature written by Mr. Ben Griffin, um, the A to Z of Zelda, uh, diving into all sorts of details of Breath of the Wild. Um, and then on the 8th of September, uh, our issue 308 will be out on, uh, on shelves. That's just in a couple of weeks. So um, pick that up when it's out as well, please. Please do. Uh, please, unless you're a subscriber, please. in which case just enjoy it coming through your letterbox. Please do. Um, <laughs> it's time for our final most popular segment on the show. It's Ben Griffin's Twitter handle. Oh, oh can I try something different here? Okay. I'm going to go over here and see if... We won't be able to hear you over there. Game Griffin. Yeah, we won't be able to hear that. Game Griffin. Put, um, get a little bit closer? I want it to sound like I'm like shouting like from really far away. Okay. Uh, Game Griffin. Yeah, okay, introduce. Okay, whether that worked or not, uh, his his handle is Game Griffin, and Game, uh, mine is... Follow Game Griffin. <laughs> at Game... Follow at Game Griffin. Sure. Um... Uh, and if if you if you're curious what his Twitter feed is like, it's pretty much like that. So uh, um, uh, I try new stuff, you know. Um, my Twitter handle is uh, Rob, uh, at Robin L Valentine. Matt, yours is at Gmail. Uh, we're always happy to uh, chat with fans. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, just send us a tweet. Um, or you can uh, uh, go on the, uh, the official Games Master Twitter account. Go on our Facebook. Send us an email at gamesmaster at futurenet.com. Just let us know what you think. Uh, ask us any questions you like. We're always uh, we're always open to fans. That's about all the time we've got for this episode. So it's time to say goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Are you actually doing the goodbye from me thing? Okay. <laughs> uh, and goodbye from from those two and me. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <from> <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.